Good morning. This is Mike Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. This morning, I have my favorite interviewee, somebody who I've been interviewing for the past 21 years, and he always provides me insight for the upcoming year. I have Bruce Moslu, who's the chairman of Global Brokerage at Cushman & Wakefield, and at one time was the president and CEO of Cushman & Wakefield. King keeps a job for a long time, and he does a great job. Thanks for being here. Michael, it's great to be with you. You are, in fact, the dean of interviewers, and it is really an honor to be with you today. So what's really happening in the office market? It was a good year in the fourth quarter, I heard. Yes. So, look, no question that year over year we were down. We total square footage leased in 23 was 18 million feet. But the call it the green shoot was Q4. Q4, we were over 5 million feet for the quarter, had one of the biggest December's Frankly, in the last two years, 24 months, 2.6 million square foot square feet leased, um, and we saw the financial service sector and the legal sector move in that last quarter to make some significant commitments but, to the. But city. in reality, these leases were out there for about nine months. Okay, Let, let's take the reality of this. Okay, they started these deals perhaps last January, and they closed in October and November. Which which one can attribute to the fact that big tenants were concerned about the overall economy. Uh, they were watching interest rate movement rise rapidly. And in so doing, they wanted to take their time um, and see as much as they could about where the economy was moving. And in fact, some people pushed deals. And that's why I think 24 is going to be an even better year than 23. But yes, deals take long now to close. Tenants are in the driver's seat in some regard. But I'm going to tell you that's going to change because in the flight to quality and the bifurcation of the market, which is severe, we're going to run out of good product that's been reinvested in. Right. I, I mean, there's like only 9% of availability on Park Avenue these days. Park Avenue had net positive absorption for the year. That's a pretty big statement. And when you look at the, a large vacancy rate that we're dealing with overall. Now, what about the $100 plus leases and the $200 leases? We've had a larger number in the fourth quarter. Fourth we did. Quarter. We had one of our best Q4s ever when it comes to, at the end of the day, $100 leases or more. And that is reflective of this bifurcation, flight to quality, not able to get. When, you, when you're really looking for over 100000 feet for a tenant, you can't get two hands worth of alternatives in the marketplace that are what you want to see. Okay. With, with regard to that, um, what's happening in the Hudson Yards and the far west side? West New York has had an extraordinary amount of success. When you look at the migration west to what we call the new Midtown West, um, between Related and Brookfield, there has just been, uh, I think, a dearth of quality product. They filled that uh, void, and hence you've seen the migration of tenants, both legal, county, law, and otherwise. What about the Penn Station area with regard to Penn? I think uh, that Penn Station is now the new gateway to Midtown West, and I think the investment that Vornado has made has been profound. The amenities that uh, and the curation of the retail that they're doing and the closure of 33rd Street is going to be phenomenal. It's the next sort of, I think, where you're going to see the market take off. What about Midtown? Okay, the Grand Central area. Ever since the Long Island Railroad started coming into Grand Central, I think people have been very happy, and the market is strong. No question. Um, Grand Centrally located properties, one-stop uh, properties with access to transportation, sitting on transportation hubs, near transportation hubs. These assets are really moving very, very uh, quickly. 
with regard to uh, what tenants are getting in concession and work letters, how much is uh, is it rating? Uh, I think you're going to continue to see significant TI contributions, tenant improvements, um, and you're going to continue to see a month, a year for free rent. That's pretty much the norm these days. But what you're going to see is assets hit their pro forma or outperform based on this dearth of what we'll call Class A trophy reinvested in properties. Okay, but we've had Class A. This is a repositioning. Many of these properties were Class B Okay, and the landlords have put in money because they want to make them even better. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they're a class B or a, a minus, but the point of the fact is that when you have a well-located asset that has light on four sides that has been reinvested in, it, it, it's going to be of interest to tenants in this particular marketplace. What about the conversion of certain of these office buildings into residential? It's a tough thing to to convert. When you convert, you pretty much automatically lose 25% of the floor plate. I'm not an expert in residential, so I want to be clear on that. But the cost when you perform it out, I think the numbers are hard, I think, to reach. Uh, If you want to see affordable housing, which is a critical issue for New York's future, in my opinion, we're going to have to help subsidize it. And we're going to have to have the city legislature get on board uh, to support this. We do need affordable housing to keep the workforce in this city. The talent is what differentiates New York from other gateway cities. Uh, there was a quote recently in the press. Uh, it was talking about the doom loop professor saying that uh, the world is getting better. In 2002, he said the world is terrible. So do you think the world is coming to much better times? I, I think the world it, is... With we, regard to the office market. Yeah, listen, office market has been in the past out of favor. Um, at the moment, I think it is going to regain momentum. Look at the following things. There's, there are key metrics to look at. Interest rate stabilization, I think we're seeing that. Um, if interest rates decline 50 or 75 bips, as is predicted, I think that's going to be a major driver in seeing interest um, move again in the office sector. Demand. Um, when people today make the choice to grow their business, you can talk about Miami, you can talk about other cities, you can talk about San Antonio, you can talk about marketplaces of interest, but to grow a business of size and scale, New York is the place to be. And that's because of the workforce, the educational system, all those things make you know, make New York unique. What's happening with the amenitizing of properties it's to gonna, get tenants? It's going to continue. It's a critical, we could talk about it at the end of the day, but it is a major driver in a tenant's choice. They want to first and foremost have amenities to make their space more efficient. They they want to have a place to have a major gathering for their workforce to launch a product that could be a, upwards of 100 to 200 people. Amenitization and amenity areas make that possible. They want collaboration space in F&B. So what you do with your amenities, they want a, a facility to work out, bike rooms, so that people can bike to work. These things now matter. And the investment is almost, I want to say, a requirement if you want to reach top tier rents. Many people, specifically in all the reports, only talk about Manhattan. Let's talk about the boroughs for office market. How's, what's happening in Brooklyn today? Especially, you know, there was new product created in the Williamsburg section. There has been new product created. And I think that the better end of that new product that's close to transportation, as Manhattan begins to tighten, which it will, there will be a dearth of new product built, which means at the end of the day, we're going to see 
that vacancy shrink, especially in this bifurcation of the market that I talked about, the flight to quality. As that occurs, I think that the better end product in the boroughs will begin to see more and more activity. That product also has to reinvest. Much of it has. So I'm optimistic about it. But let's be clear. Just like Midtown South and Downtown are relying upon a healthy, robust Midtown, the boroughs are relying upon a healthy and robust Manhattan. What about uh, Lower Manhattan? Well, I think Lower Manhattan, you have to, again, bifurcate between East and West. At the end of the day, I think West is pretty healthy. You're seeing, uh, I think you're going to see some major commitments made in the coming year. There's some significant leases that are being negotiated at this point in time. I'm not concerned about downtown, but again, we have to be clear. There is some obsolescence in the product. We've seen this before. Some product that has windows on two sides. Maybe conversion to residential makes sense with subsidations I talked about, but at the end of the day, we are we are going to have to talk about obsolescence. What about return to office? How many people have really returned to the office? So and, and the space this is, requirements. This is when, a this is a positive conversation, Michael, for two reasons. First, people forget the benchmark was never one hundred percent. No building was ever one hundred percent occupied. Occupied. It was seventy to seventy five percent at the peak. People travel. People work out of other clients' offices, and at the end of the day, people get sick. So 70 75% was the bar. Today, we're at 52%. That's up about 3 or 4% over last year. We're continuing to see tenants, land, uh, tenants, I should say, corporations ask for their, their clientele, for their employees, forgive me, to return to work. Why? They need mentorship. Young people want to be around other people. To innovate and to create, you have to be in the office. What about the sublease market? Well, I think the sublease market has been largely flat. The better subleases that are turnkey, that make some sense, I think you, they will see some interest. But at the end of the day, I think people are looking to long-term now, and I think that uh, we'll, see, we'll see the sublease market gradually, gradually, as the market office market tightens proper, we'll see the sublease market gain. Now, who's going to take over the space that WeWork gave up, and who's going to come into their steps to be the next office work share? That's a long conversation because it's there are a number of pl- players in that space. We'll see what happens to WeWork in the long run. This, the, the final, if you will, story has not been written. But look, they dominated the workplace at one point in terms of space absorption. Um, at the moment, they're, they're, they're certainly uh, retrenching. Uh, I think you're going to see tenants that have been in short-term spaces look to turn some of those to longer-term commitments in some of the same we work space. Let's talk about medical and lab space. Look, I think life sciences is right now retrenching a bit, but the universities and uh, I think are a great source of growth. We're going to continue to see life sciences, I think, at the end of the day, be a significant part of this marketplace, but that's a TBD. We'll have to see what the depth of that marketplace will be. Hey, thank you so much for returning, Bruce Mosler, my eternal guest who's who's always with me, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Great privilege. Thank you, Michael. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.